Welcome to History in Six, a place where we sample history in six-minute increments. I'm your host, Tima Lindell, and today we're going to finish our discussion of the Roanoke Colony. Time is short. Let's jump into it. The next expedition for Roanoke left on May 8, 1587. Three ships with 150 colonists, including women and children, set sail with an intention of colonizing Roanoke. The party was led by the painter John White. They reached the shores of Roanoke in the early parts of August. Days later, on August 18th, John White's daughter, Eleanor, gave birth to a baby girl whom they named Virginia in honor of the queen. John White's granddaughter was the first Christian born in the modern-day United States. While White's party had interest in settling down, they began to have trouble with the Indians. Greatly outnumbered by the local tribes, became a growing concern of theirs. John White decided to sail back to England to send a backup fleet to help fortify the colonists. He left behind 89 men, 16 women, and 10 children. White arrived back in England on November 8th and quickly began organizing a relief party. Unfortunately for White, world events had other ideas. The Spanish had began assembling an armada in 1587 to invade England. Their goal was to restore Catholicism to England and ensure Spanish dominance on the European continent. Their fleet consisted of 130 ships and 30,000 men. It was the world's strongest naval force, and it was threatening England. The Queen, with a strong sense of self-survival, demanded that all ships were to be confiscated by the English Navy in order to repel the Spanish invasion. The ships that White had secured for a return trip were commandeered by Sir Francis Drake for the effort to turn back the Spanish fleet. The English, with the help of some terrible weather, were able to turn back that Spanish fleet. Unfortunately, that took precious time. Can you imagine what it would be like to be white? You came back, your family is across the ocean, you are unsure of their safety, and you can't get back because the war is taking place. I can only imagine the panic and fear he must have had during these tumultuous years. It wasn't until August 17th of 1590 that White was able to form a party to return to Roanoke, three long years after he had left the colony. When White and his crew arrived in Roanoke, they found no sign of anyone. The fortifications were overgrown, chests were broken, likely by Indians. The location had obviously been abandoned for some time. But they did leave a sign. They left behind a signpost with the name Croatan on it. It was a predetermined signal of where they would head if they were to leave the settlement. White searched for a long time, but the colonists never appeared to make it to Croatan Island. Additional search parties from White were launched in 1595 and 1602, but no trace of the colonists were ever found, a mystery that still survives to this day. There are a number of different theories about what happened to the colonists, the most likely of them being that they were overwhelmed by Indians on their way to Croatan Island. Uh, the males at the, the party would have likely been killed. The women and children absorbed into the tribe. That was pretty much the common practice among the Indian, Indian tribes of that time. In 1597, Sir Francis Bacon wrote an essay about the lessons learned from that doomed colony. He pointed out that attempts to quick profits from a colonization effort would fail. Colonies should be filled with experts in various areas like farming and building. The colonists should also have a commitment to the expedition as a long-term venture. He thought it was silly to try and buy off the Indians. 
Instead of trying to insult the natives, they should treat them justly and gr graciously. Lastly, he thought backup expeditions were mandatory. It was immoral to leave the colonists on their own. And many of these insights proved prophetic as England began colonizing the Americas in the 17th century. One final footnote on this sad episode of history. Historian A.L. Rouse, in his book Expansion in Elizabethan England, pointed out that if the failure of Roanoke Colony was probably a blessing in disguise. Had the colony found success, the Spanish who owned Florida and considered the rest of North America to be theirs would likely have learned of the colony, and they would have sent out a punitive expedition and wiped the British off the coast like they did the French in Florida. They would have replaced the British forts with Spanish ones and fortified the area like they did in Florida. This would have made it unlikely that the British would have returned to the coast at the turn of the 17th century. King James I wanted peace with Spain and would not likely have condoned further attempts to colonize Virginia. English America may never have come into existence if the Roanoke colony had survived. History is full of these ironic little twists. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star rating. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Either way, subscribe to get future content, and as always, have a great day if you want to.